Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Revel, coming from the Cat Cave in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, today we uh, have Daniel of the Get Real Movies blog slash podcast. Uh, Dan is the man because we have been trying to set this up, uh, set up for a very long time. And then last week, on my actual birthday, uh, we were able to squeeze in an hour or a half hour to make it work. I forgot what happened when we had it set up and then it fell through. And then it turned out we both had a free like 30 or 45 minutes and he's like, damn it, let's do it. And we recorded a really quick podcast, so that's why this episode's a little short, uh, but only because I just wanted to have Dan on so bad that I would even just take 30, 40 minutes to get him on instead of a full hour. We'll get him back in the future. Anyway, you should really check out uh, his website, getrealmovies.com, real as an R-E-E-L. They're on the Twitter, at Get Real Movies, Facebook, Get Real Movies Podcast, there's an Instagram. I just, uh, rec- you know, go to getrealmovies.com, you'll get everything you need from there. Uh, and it's cool. Dan's actually a fellow network mate, so he's uh, his podcast is also on Core Temp Arts Network. Uh, all of the stuff is on CoreTempArtsNetwork.com. But I had a lot of fun this episode. Dan's young, and dude fucking knows everything about movies. And I think he talks about being able to sit through like three and a half, four hour like black and white films and stuff I don't have the attention stands for. But I do like about Dan is that he loves friends and he has a fun story about wearing a Dr. Drake Ramirez shirt and the amount of comments he gets. Uh, fascinating stuff. And there's uh, some heavy parts. He was in um, he was in France after one of the recent terrorist attacks, like the day after, and just uh, that experience of being in a city after a terror attack. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, we had a we had a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, as always, I'm on Facebook. Dot com. It's uh, there's a Facebook page. I'm uh, on the Twitter at Let's Chat Podcast. Thanks for all the new listeners. I've been noticing the numbers increased, which makes me feel all sorts of special inside. Thanks to uh, good friends like Brianna, who always keep checking us out. To you, let us know if you want to hear who you want to hear on the show. I'm looking to get some more people on that aren't just podcast hosts. I really want to get more comedians, writers, musicians, uh, TV writers, people involved in TV specifically. So if you know anyone, get at me. And um, as always, I'm covering Mr. Robot with my good friend Dwight Hurst from The Broken Brain and Amigla Magazine. Man, I feel like uh, I don't give too much updates. uh, But yeah, it was recently my birthday, and now I'm a year older. And uh, I've been doing this podcast since I was 29, and I'm now 32. And sometimes it's like, man, I thought I was going to quit by now. But tons of fun. Love doing it. So do me a huge favor. Leave us an iTunes review. Go check out Dan's stuff. Follow him on Twitter, Facebook. Uh, you're going to look, listen to his podcast, go to his blog, and you'll be kind of impressed for like 18 or 19. A young guy. He's got a lot done, and I guarantee you he's going to be someone who's going to make a name for himself in the biz. Well, let's get to it. Let's Chat with Revel and Friends is part of Courts and Parts, a podcast network featuring pop culture, TV, and movie podcasts. Check out our other shows, That Popped This Live, Talking Shondaland, We Got Five, and TV Ate My Brain at courtsandparts.com. The opposite of a winner. Remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner? Peace to Raw G, Brucey B, Kid to Bring. Funk, Master Flex, Love, Funk, Star, Ski. Had some pretty big guests, though. I was just listening to your episode with uh, the director of Slow West, Slow Road. Okay, sorry. So there's a restaurant in town called Slow Road, and I kept confusing the two. Um, but a slow S, and then you're like, oh, and he's like, what's, and you're like, what's it like working with Mike and Mike, that little actor known as uh, Michael Fassbender? I was like, holy shit. That's like, 
that's a big deal. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. I was uh, I like I was very uh, lucky because I what because I'm in Canada, it's a lot easier to get tight with the distributors here, and like I got over lots of emails, I've gained friendships with some of uh, the people working there. And now I'm, I'm accredited with every uh, distributor, film distributor here in Canada now. So I do um, special contests for them. Now every podcast I do is going to include like a contest. So like I'm doing a, a podcast on War Dogs in two weeks. War Dogs, uh, Sausage Party, and Trading Places. And I have a contest where we're going to, it's like a giveaway. So it's like a War Dogs poster and a copy of the War Dogs book. So it's pretty cool so did you grow up a cinephile or is it well you're actually i know you're much you're younger than i am but like we i'm 18 yeah, yeah. so you're getting is this the goal is this a career i mean you're gonna yeah work film? well i'm what i'm doing uh at university is i'm uh going into queens uh going into queens uh to uh study political science is my major but film is my minor oh, so nice. I, I want film to be my career but i know it's a hit, or, hit uh, so you're uh, realistic, if like. Yes, I'm realistic. Like I've been writing uh, screenplays since I was 13. Damn. Right now, uh, right now I'm working on one that I've been researching for the last year and a half. I've had to translate like uh, thousands of words uh, from Dutch to English um, for this because it's like my passion project. It's yeah. the one that I want to say that I've been working on for like years and years when I. When it finally gets made, you know. So yeah, what what was your introduction to film? Parents? Uh, no, not parents. Uh, I'd have to say introduction to film was um, at first me. Just I, I really loved it, and I really loved pretend, and I was into drama from like an early age. But um, there was this when we moved to Canada when I was eight. There was this local video rental store, and the guy there, his name was Dan as well. Um, and he introduced me to all sorts of things, like everything that you can imagine. So he probably helped, like was the guy who really pushed me in that way, <clears throat> pushed me in that way. And, uh, he, he also did the site, a tale to Dan's with me, which I had for a year, uh, until I, uh, until we both, you know, parted ways cause we wanted to do different things. Uh, and, um, I started get real movies, the podcast and the, uh, and the, in the blog, I guess, and it's it's been going well ever since. So probably he he's the biggest uh, player as it comes to you know introducing me to film, I guess. So, oh man, so that's because I'm more, I come more from like a music world, and that was like always it's like high fidelity where you go to the record store and there's like a guy there or a girl, mm-hmm. and then they show you this record and it sets you on your path. But I you know now it sucks. I don't know in Canada, but at least here in the states, almost all the video stores are just basically gone, and that culture. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's now more internet geared, which there's up and down. There's positives of all that stuff, but it sucks because I do miss that, like going into the small shop and like talking to the person who works there and be like, okay, you're wearing this T-shirt, so you like this band, so I'll listen to what you say, and then you can find stuff. Yeah, there's something yeah, nice for about sure. that. Yeah, and it's so sad that video rental stores are gone. It's like. It's like my, my, like that. If, if there's one thing I could do when I'm older and I have a little bit of money, like, you know, enough to kind of do something for fun, I'd start a video rental store. Even if not a lot of people went, I would, like, I collect movies, yeah. like, 
so much. Like I think uh, I started collecting Blu-rays last year, and I think I have like 450 in my collection. <laughs> now you buy anything, or is it all stuff you actually watch? No, no. Well, like what I do is I buy all I buy all the classics and stuff that you know I love. But all the distributors just send me copies of Blu-rays that come out. So I get like Civil War 2. Like I just got Civil War and it comes out in two weeks on DVD or something like Damn, that. Damn, that's so cool. Yeah, so the distributors get to send send me stuff, which is, you know, kind of like an added bonus, you know? And I always see on Facebook, you're always like getting passes to like movie premieres and like pr- film fest. I was like, that's so fucking awesome. Yeah, it's so, it's so cool. I like, um, like I, 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 and I'm one of those people who's not like, oh, another pass. Like, I'm always excited when I get a, a pass to a uh, press screening or to an advanced screening. And I get most, like most movies they offer me now. But it's, it's, I don't know, maybe I guess it's me being 18 or just my total love of film. It's like always just so great to get a pass. And then being able to go to the Toronto International Film Festival. That's a big one. And having and having, yeah, it's the, in my, my opinion, the biggest film festival in the world, uh, the best film festival in the world. I still have to go to Khan. So, you know, maybe next year, you know, Khan, <laughs> you can invite me out, yeah. you know, trying, uh, but uh, I was there actually, I was in Khan, uh, the night of the Nice attack and Khan is 30 kilometers away from Nice. Oh, wow. So, um, I, I got to visit there, but it was kind of somber when I was visiting cause I was there the next day touring through the town and it's the quietest I've ever heard a city. Like, yeah, just no one was talking, but it was still so beautiful, but it just, everyone's in shock. Right. So damn. Oh my God. So for us Americans, 30 kilometers, what's that like 60 miles, 65 miles? No, no, no. That's like uh, fifteen miles. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's the opposite way. Uh, right. It's probably, it's probably no, no. It's like eighteen miles or something. Oh, like okay. That. So it's really close. Yeah. And it was kind of scary because I was originally going to stay in Nice, but since I was such a film fan, I changed it to Con instead. Jesus, so, yeah. that's one of those what if moments. Yeah, it is. I, I feel like um, I'm one of those people who loves to just sit and like look at water or look at the stars or something. So I feel like I wouldn't have been on uh, the street. But, you know, it's just so hard to know, right? You never know. So I'm, I feel, I'm definitely, I guess, blessed and uh, lucky to have not gone there. But, you know, obviously, uh, just being, being able to help people, I, I feel, I hope that I'd be one of those people that would be helping if I was there, you know, cause it's just, I mean, yeah, even if you went there and did not, if you were not even near, just being in a city when it's in crisis, it's just like, that's not a pleasant experience for anyone. No, but I met a bunch of Americans and, uh, while I was there in, uh, Khan, and most of them had come from Nice because, and they were, but there was this one woman particularly who was in shock. She still had blood on her clothes and she was thinking about going back to America and, you know, cause all her friends were telling her to. And I, all I could say was, you know, you know, if you leave, no one will lose respect for you. Like yeah. no one would, you know, no one would judge you anything like that. But this country, France itself, is amazing. Like I was, uh, that's what I did in my Euro trip. I did mostly a tour of France and then a quick stop in Barcelona and uh, London and in Belgium to see family. But I said, you stay here and keep touring France because this is this country is beautiful. And then you're doing exactly what the terrorists don't want, yeah. which is being brave and staying. And them. if you do go... You're, you're, you're fine. No one's going to judge you. You're, you're not a bad person. You're, you know, it's totally 100% understandable, but, but this, like France is such a beautiful country and the, all the turmoil and all the crisis they've had to face, like, 
it's just amazing the people there that they're still so jovial and still so welcoming to everyone you know and like a lot of people say oh france is really racist but maybe maybe it's hard for me to judge as a white male but everyone is really really just they're all beautiful people well like in the in the states everyone kind of we kind of rag on the south for being like the racist and everyone especially where i grew up in like the northeast but then you go to a place and you find really nice people and good food and warmth and love and you're like oh so maybe not every stereotype exists everywhere like i've been to north carolina and have had some of the best times of my life and you know i'm sure i can go to alabama and, and louisiana and just fucking love it so like there's just there's and there's shitty racist assholes in the northeast and so it's like wherever you go there's everything there's good there's bad there's ugly everywhere there's no such thing as like one place is just all terrible well maybe there is but nowhere i've ever been <laughs> hell hell maybe yeah yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> hell but yeah like, people always at least growing up in the northeast in the states is always like talking about racism and it's always bad in the south it's like motherfucker i've been to boston don't tell me about racism not being up here come on like, <laughs> yeah that, that's for sure but also you know what i gotta say i was really impressed with all the americans i met over there maybe it's like all the cultured americans they all come to um they all come to europe <laughs> but i met so many nice americans uh all like you know some really just like well-cultured smart people and a lot of people shit on americans for being you know like dumb yeah and, like just america fuck yeah like all like just like that right it does exist but, and it does exist yeah, yeah I, I know some people like that yeah, but me too. like in, in the in the podcast community and in europe i've met nothing but nice um nice and smart and cultured americans obviously some of them drink too much but yeah i don't judge so that seems you know. to be everywhere so what's in now so here's my equivalent for canada it would be the tv show trailer park boys is that accurate no okay. not at all that would just be not my guess all. that would be the version i would think of because i'd love that show so much <laughs> oh it is a hilarious it's the funniest show. show i've ever watched i mean I, it has just slayed me it is oh. so funny i sometimes even i like the movies but it kind of it just goes really far where it's not supposed to like i was like huh yeah. i'm having an anxiety attack right now but i can't turn this off <laughs> yeah parts of canada are like that i would definitely um like i i've been in high school and sometimes we 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 go to those lengths if you know what i yeah. mean like we're we're pretty crazy up here in canuck town we're not the uh uh we're not in we're not like the stereotype that Americans have for us that we say sorry all the time and I'm the most polite people. Like, uh, yeah, it was quite, it was quite funny in Europe whenever like I was having a really bad day one day and I was just, you know, I was, I, I'd gone to bed way too late the night before and I was pretty grumpy. And then like, um, this was in Belgium and, uh, I, I heard these, uh, people speaking, uh, Dutch as well. And they were, and, uh, they were saying, Oh, that American, he must be, uh, he, he's a total asshole because they thought I was American because I was being mean. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's perfect. When I'm, when I'm, when I'm in my good mood, I'm Canadian. When I'm in a bad mood, I'll just say I'm American. Where in Canada are you located? I'm in Ottawa. So the capital. But uh, actually, I want to tell you a little background story on this because it's kind of, uh, for a while I was on Twitter, um, my profile said I was from Ottawa, Maine. And uh, I was down in Florida um, uh, for a holiday with fam. And uh, we were in a superstore. And they, uh, the lady said, oh, you're not all from around here. Where are you from? <laughs> Probably not a good accent. Sorry. Oh, no, that was, no, the fact that people, someone would actually would just say that to you. 
Yeah, and and, uh, and I said Ottawa, and she's like, oh, is that up in Maine? And ever since then, um, Mike from War Machine vs. Warhorse, uh, Dave from Pop Culture Case Study, those guys, they've all teased me so much about, um, so much about, like, being from Ottawa, Maine, and it's like a recurring joke whenever they come on. They, you know, uh, say, you know, we gotta watch a film from Maine. So a couple nights ago, I finally saw a poster for a movie called Five Nights in Maine, and I just tweeted it right away to Mike, so I think we're going to be covering that, but it's like been a recurring joke the whole time uh, I've been podcasting, and it's uh, it's always been really funny. Ottawa, Maine, eh? Yeah, Ottawa, Maine, eh? Yeah, that's for sure, eh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, where are you? I don't know your geography. Are you near Toronto at all? Yeah, it's only a four-hour drive away. Okay. Uh, we're just up. We're up north of. Um, we're up north of uh, Toronto. I went to. I've been to Toronto once, and it's probably one of my favorite cities I've ever been to. I loved it so much. Yeah, Toronto's great. Like uh, the city uh, is really, you know, kind of full, full of different cultures, and you know, so many uh, different places you can visit. And uh, that's why I love the film festival they have there because it brings so many people together. And like, like nerdy people too, because I was there last year and I was wearing a shirt, um, saying Dr. Drake Ramore saved my life. <laughs> and oh, I had a yes, picture of Joey. Friends fanatics. That's right. Yes. I'm a friend. Oh, I, oh, I've watched every episode like 10 times, yeah. but I had 20 compliments in one day there. Well, it's a fantastic and just, show. And that's, I know, of course it is. And oh, it's yeah. this great shirt, but like anywhere else, if you go yeah. there, you will not hear, um, you will not hear. When it uh when they when they added that to Netflix, I because I didn't have cable, I was like, oh my god, that like Friends and Seinfeld and Simpsons are the three shows I watch and repeat over and over and over and over. God, I love Friends. Oh yeah, Friends is so great. Oh. Have you ever happened to see uh, of all the people on that show? I think Lisa Kudrow had my favorite side uh, TV show afterwards, The Comeback on HBO. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten to watch that? No, I have not gotten to watch. Uh, well, I've heard comeback. episodes is supposed to be really good as well with Matt LeBanc. Oh, I love episodes. I just had Showtime. I've heard that's really good. But the comeback was like a one season show, and it's just fucking brilliant. And then it, they just did a second season like a decade later, as of recent. It's like it's like a mock reality television program. It's really I've really heard interesting. About it. It's real dark, and it's like one of those comedies that you don't laugh at, but it's a comedy, but it's really dark. But cool. Yeah, that's it. awesome. And I started um, watching Feed the Beast with David Schwimmer. Is that good? Uh, yeah, I actually, uh, it's it's mixed. Like some episodes, fantastic. Some episodes, meh. You know, like I, I like I like David Schwimmer. Yeah, me too. He, I think I think he did a fantastic job in American Crime Story, which was oh, is that like the OJ absolute, one. Yeah, the OJ one, which was, was out of this good. world good, and he was great. Um, I'm here's uh, here's some news. I'm actually right now in the process of lining up an interview with him about the show. David so, Schwimmer. Yeah. Damn. I know that would be like he was, huge. He was on a uh, Nerdist recent Lair's podcast. I had no idea yeah. he was a theater guy. So, yeah, I know. He he started getting into theater. That's where he's been all these years. Yeah. So if you're gonna talk to him, just bring up theater, and he won't shut up, and you're good. Yeah, yeah, and I'm thinking. Um, like I, I'm as I'm going on with my interviews, the last two interviews I've done, I've kind of tried to make it more fun rather than just asking questions. So now I'm like uh, posing one really like really deep question. One is uh, if you could go back to your high school graduation and tell your 18 year old self one thing, what would it be? 
And uh, both times, the directors and writers that I've talked to, they've been like, whoa, dude, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they, uh, and then they say to me, um, and then it's really funny because, uh, then I ask them to like do a quick fire question. So I'll ask them, uh, what's better, Netflix or DVD? And they have to answer really quickly. And it's, it's been really funny because, uh, I was, um, I was interviewing the director of Edge of Winter, uh, which was the Joel Kinnaman, Tom Holland movie that's coming out. It's a little in, uh, indie movie. So I posed him a question, Joel Kinnaman or Tom Holland? And he was like, oh shit, both. Because <laughs> he was like, you know, really worried. Like, you know, you kind of have to put them in those tight spots and it's kind of funny, so uh, people, funny yeah. where it goes. Yeah. Because yeah, Kevin Kapalik's chat show, he does those little fun, like quick right or wrong, no right or wrong, quick fire game. And it's kind of fun yeah. to see people's reaction. Well, I've never listened to that, so I oh. thought it was an original idea, but I guess I stole it now. So. No, if you never heard it, you never heard it. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Do you have a preference of DVD or Netflix? Um, well, I, I use Netflix, and it's great, um, but for me, I've always been that type of guy who just loves the copy. You know, I love having a copy of a book, of a Blu-ray, of a DVD in my hand, of a record, you know? Like, I'm a huge, avid record collector. I like the commentary, and I like the special features better. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, but so I, for for TV though, I like I like Netflix because a, a box set takes up a lot of room. Yes, it does. I don't mind that. If I have a huge house, that's what yeah. the first thing I'd do is like put in like this huge bookcase just for like yeah. DVDs. But uh, I agree, uh, Netflix is great for television. And there's some shows that you want to watch but you don't want to own. Mm-hmm. Like I want to yeah. own oh, a yeah, box set sure. of Friends or The Wire, but I don't need to like own. The box set of How I Met Your Mother, but I like it. But I just no. never gonna. It's not. It's not that level of my engagement. It's just it's on. I enjoy it, and then I walk away. Indeed, agreed. But like something like Mr. Robot, which I'm watching now, it's like I'll I'll buy that because I'm gonna need to know every little fucking detail of that show. To mm. sure, I need to hear the director commentary. I need to see deleted scenes. I just I need to like be immersed in all the behind the scenes stuff. Like when they make a movie with a behind the scenes documentary of the making of the oh, movie. <laughs> yeah. I have the Clerks 2 making of documentary which is longer than the actual movie and I've watched that more than I've actually watched the movie itself. Because <laughs> I just I love documentaries. It's like a Yeah, I I did make the jump though. I started now I will only buy Blu-ray. I won't buy D- or I'll buy a Blu-ray DVD combo in case I'm going somewhere without Blu-ray access, but I don't know if I can handle another jump because I went from VHS to DVD to Blu-ray and then now everything's digital. I'm like, I just want to stop buying stuff. I just want to buy one format and use that forever. Is that so wrong? I know. That's what I'm doing. I've, uh, I, I'm just using Blu-ray and what I've done is I've bought four Blu-ray players because they had this great deal, uh, two for one at Walmart a while back. So now I have four Blu-ray players in case one breaks. I will be good for the rest of my life. You're good. Yeah. My, my, my PS3 is my Blu-ray and I just use that. And then, mm. but I, I, I do do the streaming. That's the thing. Like if something isn't on HBO or whatever the streaming apps I have, then I don't know if I'm going to ever watch it. Yeah. I'm a bad movie watcher. I'm like a terrible movie watcher. I almost watch no movies at all. I, I just can't sit still that long. I like to see things in the theater. I forgive you. Yeah. Sometimes film people get like, what? Huh? It's like, I know I can watch like three hours of the Sopranos, but I won't put out a movie. It's very strange. No, like, some people are like that. Some people just like TV shows more. Yeah. It's understandable. I love, like, lo-fi indie movies, and I just, we have a good art house cinema here. I just need to get there more often. Like, um, 
like I love the Duplass brothers. Like I'm in the right mood. I can watch a Joe Schlabacher uh, Duplass movie and just like my wife's like, but why do you like that? Nothing happens. You hate that stuff. I was like, I don't know. I just love dialogue. I love it. Yeah, uh, I'm one of those guys who can like it's it's uh, a lot of people were complaining about the newborn that it wasn't um, wasn't as good. Um. But I, I loved it, and I, I feel that a lot of people don't have the patience anymore to sit through a cerebral, slow-burning movie that, you know, takes it time, takes its time, but gets there. Like, I'm one of those guys who sat still for four and a half hours to watch The Seven Samurai, the original 1950s, 1940s movie. Oh my god. Like, like I, I'm one of those weird, um, I'm one of those weird, Weird, yeah, I'm weird. I'm one of those weird eighteen-year-olds uh, who actually can sit still for longer than ten minutes, or like yeah. focus on something without having to go on his phone. You're so. the exception to the rule, though. You actually remind me of my my friend Max, who like he works in like post production now and like for like making movie trailers. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's a fellow film nerd, and he like talks about ever and sometimes i can't even understand what he's talking about because he's like references he's like oh i've been trying to do that like 365 movies like a movie a day and he'll like references like oh you should check out this comedy it's from 1963 and it's obscure japanese i'm like dude i i'm lost <laughs> i'm i am not gonna sit through that or like the fact that you could sit through a four and a half hour black and white film blew my mind yeah <laughs> oh my yeah God. it was it, it was hard at times but in the end it was a super like like like, it was one of those epic movies that you don't get as much anymore. I kind of think it's cool that there's a huge amount of them. I mean, we're both in this wonderful Facebook group, but with, uh, there's a lot of amazing movie podcasts out there. And it's almost like a sub-industry of, of podcasting, like when like a Suicide Squad or a big or Deadpool comes out. It's just like there's my feed on Twitter and Facebook is just a hundred different people's review of it and it's actually really fun like when i saw deadpool i then went on and went through all the movie podcasts i subscribed to and like just listened to them i was like all right cool because i it's like you know when you see something and you want to talk about it and you don't have anyone to talk to it's so fun to listen to someone like you or the warhorse or any one of those people who actually knows film i'm like i like it but i can't articulate why so it's kind of fun to hear why others like it yeah no i i understand what you mean yeah no, and also, it's really interesting, movie podcasts, like you said, there's so many of them, so it's really hard to get, like, you know, um, a good amount of downloads per episode and to start gaining sponsorship and stuff like that. Because that's, that's my goal, to have the podcast and the blog as not only a fun project, but even a part-time job through university, you know? Oh, I mean, there's definitely ways to make money from it. I mean, I've, I've met a couple people now who actually make some money off these things. I'm like, that's fucking good for you. I met one person who does it for a living, and they seem to be the exception of, to the rule. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think that there's Patreon, and you can do, like, the Google and Amazon uh sponsorship stuff i don't know yeah. how it works in different countries it might be different rules i have no idea but if you get over i think it's um uh 30 40 50 000 downloads per episode that's when sponsors start asking you if they can yeah i've uh, i've read that libsyn you could submit to their program around ten thousand an episode mm-hmm. and then yeah I, i've always i actually met someone who were from mid-roll and they obviously couldn't give me any information but uh, they get to look at the, they get to peek at the big shows like the Bill Simmons podcast and WTF and those the big boys and it's like they're up there man I mean I know that they published that when Obama went on uh, WTF with Mark Maron it got a million downloads within thirty six hours 
which yeah. is well, that's well, I mean that, that's the exception, but that's insane. That's insane. Just imagine. I, I don't know. Except here's my my thinking would be if I got that, it'd be like I'd have say Obama one episode, and the next episode it would just be like one of my idiot friends and two downloads because <laughs> no <laughs> one's gonna follow up. Like how do you? I would have to quit because I couldn't top that. No. There's no way I could ever be that, and I don't ever. I, Barack, you're not even invited, so don't worry about it. I don't want you on here. You're gonna ruin it for me. Good. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't want Obama on my show either. I'd be like, "What movies do you like?" He's like, "Well, there. Let's talk about something else." Like, now you've ruined my podcast. I don't. Or, or he talk about how Trump is um, such a bad guy, and you should vote for Hillary Clinton. And you'd be like, "That's Barack, not a movie." <laughs> Brock, that's not a movie. Stop talking. That's not even a movie. I don't really like doing political talk with any of the guests because I'm not smart enough for it. <laughs> I'm just like, sure. You know, All right. Whatever. Yeah, but if there's one person I could um, uh, invite just to like kick off, it would be Justin Trudeau. 100%. Is he your Canadian prime minister? Yeah. Okay. I don't know much about him. Yeah. Well, okay. the last like three weeks, he's been kind of gone and he's been on vacation. And in those three weeks... Uh, we've lost 110,000 jobs and like everyone's like, what the heck is going on? And he has been like silent the yeah, whole Canada, time. Yeah, you guys are like, supposed to be the good ones. What the hell? I know. And, and we, and you see pictures on Facebook of people like, uh, bumping into Justin Trudeau and he has his shirt off every time. <laughs> it's like, what? Isn't he like good looking according to the ladies? Yeah, uh, that his his vote forty percent of his vote was women eighteen to thirty. I wish we can get forty percent of our eighteen to thirty year old women and men to vote in this country. I don't <laughs> even care the outcome. I just wish the young damn young people. Well, I'm one of them. <laughs> well, so what are your uh, what's your go to movie? Like you've probably seen everything a hundred times by now. Like, but do you like you watch so many films? What's your go to relax movie? Go to relax movie. Yeah. Hmm. Like your home, Ooh, your home sick movie not necessarily a good movie, movie but a comfort movie like i have movies i don't even know that are technically good but i watch them a hundred times oh okay okay if you want a movie that like um makes me laugh and is kind of like a, a like some most people hate it uh i'd say olympus has fallen i have a lot of fun with that movie because it's jared butler just like going nuts and like you know it's so corny but it's so much fun to just kind of like dig into and just like enjoy and just sit there and turn off the brain every time yeah turn off the brain every time i watch that movie um i like i i I think of hot dogs because that was the first time when i went to see the movie that was the first time i ate hot dogs in the theater and it was like the best experience Because I was so unhealthy that day. I loved it. It's like, well, this movie sucks. Why why treat my body with any glimmer of respect? <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh, I don't even know if I saw that movie. I know I saw previews and it looked terrible. Yeah. It, it, like uh, I, I liked it. It was fun. It was a lot better than White House Down. London Has Fallen was pretty terrible. Yeah. I, I still dug it because I'm just a big fan of that series. Not a big fan. <sighs> Because a lot of people, a lot of movie fans are judging me right now. Um, but it, it's just one of those movies that is a guilty pleasure through and through. Well, it's possible to have a, you could like things that are highbrow and also enjoy things that are, high, are lowbrow. Like The Simpsons with comedy, it's like they have such brilliant intellectual high hanging fruit jokes and they make a fart joke right next to it. Like they're both funny. You know, it's not everything's for everyone. It's possible to like your, uh, 
four-hour samurai film from the 50s and then watch a bad action movie afterwards just to relax. Yeah. You could do it all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And also, um, for me, it's quite funny, but um, like a movie that I watch when I'm sick, uh, I, I really enjoy watching um, Sound of Music. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, like Sound of Music is kind of like yeah. if I'm really sick, that's that's the movie I'd watch. If I had like a little cold, I'd watch Olympus Has Fallen because I can still get into it yeah. and it kind of you know makes me happy and makes me turn off my brain, which is good. But if I want, if a movie like if I like one, I had glandular fever um, two three years ago, and uh, I remember that I watched The Sound of Music and I felt so much better. And uh, then I watched Mary Poppins and I felt like I was sitting on top of a cloud. It was great. I, just a uh, just a Julie Andrews just go double for feature. It. Yeah, my brother in law is obsessed with like action movies and a lot of the bad ones, the ones that no one should see, like Gods of Egypt and that kind of shit. Mm, but um, yeah. so I, I, there's some that there be if they made a Venn diagram, there's a few that kind of fit in for both of us. But so, so we'll, we we saw like John Wick and we'll see like Mission Impossible's and. I, I actually really enjoy the Mission Impossible series. I think those are a lot of fun. When Simon Pegg came into it, I was like, all right, they know what they're doing. They give Yeah, no, and I, they are really they're good. They're really I, fun. I like, they're not good. They're yeah. fun. Yeah, well, okay, but lots of people, like, they're critically loved as well, right? As yeah, long that's as, true. as, so like, and, and John Wick, one of the best action movies yeah, in the last Yeah, that was surprisingly 10 years. good. And then, I, probably. We yeah. just saw Independence Day Resurgence and. Oh, God. What the fuck happened there? Oh, that was okay. That and the boss are my two least favorite movies of the year. I heard the boss is pretty terrible, and, and oh, the boss was yeah. like get hard terrible. Uh, and comedy's tough. Comedy's really tough. It's like hit or miss, and when it misses, but it's just sick. Melissa McCarthy, I feel, has been like on a steep decline ever ever since she did Bridesmaids. Like she has to find something well, that will get her great. back into her groove. Okay, yeah, Spy was good, but for me, Jason Statham was yeah. what made that movie. I think she's kind like, of mirroring a Will Ferrell, where, like, it's either hit or miss. Yeah, she's starting to do too much of the same thing, yep. and I, I'm hoping that with Gilmore Girls, when she has a little, like, small role in there, yeah. she'll be back to her old self, and hopefully we'll see something different from her. I, because I, I feel like yeah. she's a good comedy actress. But. She's great, but sometimes, you're right, so, like, I loved her in The Heat, and, like, I think it's good, but now we're kind of, like, used to it, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. you kind of... Maybe she needs to do a serious movie. I don't know, or maybe just leave for a little while. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. I don't know what to do next for her. But she should. Yeah. She should pull a Jonah Hill. You know, get two Oscar noms. Yeah, that was a surprise, huh? Oh, I'm not surprised. He's a fantastic actor. He was. I loved him in Wolf of Wall Street, which I I really oh. liked that movie. I wouldn't watch it twice, but I liked it. I would. Yeah, I'd watch that movie like four times. It was just too long for me. I'm like, ugh. Did you? Yeah. See, I, I'm used to those long movies now. Did you happen to see Suicide Squad? Is it as bad as people say it is? It is not as bad as people yeah. say it is. A lot of critics, I think, went into it like thinking it's going to be bad. It was nowhere near as bad as Batman vs Superman. It was. It was a lot more fun. Okay. Um, it had just the editing was god awful, like so fucking bad. What so is it bad. with DC? Like, why do they keep fucking it up? Um, they're DC, and it's so hard to follow in the shadows of like Marvel's extraordinary like movies and different movies that they do. Like, you know, they go from heist thriller comedy to uh, political thriller to psychedelic uh, drama to, um, you know, uh, anti-hero comedy buddy cop movie. Like, like they do everything out there and they just do it so well. So then DC has this pressure 
uh, especially from their fan base, and they just try and rush it and try and like their problem was was that they tried to catch up with Marvel too quickly. Mm. If DC had taken their time, done Man of Steel, then done Batman, or the, then done Wonder Woman, and then done Aquaman, and then done Batman vs Superman, and then done Justice League and Suicide Squad. They would have been taking their time. They would have been developing the universe. They would have kind of realized what what's right, what's wrong. Like, if you look at Marvel, some of their older movies were pretty bad. Like, uh, Iron Man 2 yeah. was, you know, it was all right. It was like, meh. Uh, Thor, The Dark World, meh. Thor, meh. The Incredible Hulk, bad. Like, like the early movies, they were, like, figuring out their formula. And then ever since, I'd say... Uh, ever since after Thor The Dark World, they have not made a bad movie. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy, Ant-Man, like, all of those movies yeah. have been really, really fun. Both the Captain Americas. Oh, yeah, all three Captain Americas have been fantastic. Like, for me, like, uh, I think it is the best superhero trilogy of all time. A lot of people get on me about that because of, you know, the Dark Knight trilogy. Oh, yeah. But the the only movie that was fantastic in the Batman series was the Dark Knight. Yeah, the, other, uh, the The Batman Begins was good. Uh, the Dark Knight Rises was meh. That's, um, th- that's very Cap- true, yeah. But Captain America has gone from good to great to fantastic or good to fantastic to great or something like that. Like, it's it's kind of had that consistency that you didn't get with the Batman series. So I, I'm going on a whole superhero like rant because I'm like I'm this like I've always been into superheroes and comic books and stuff and like even with Suicide Squad I think if people read even one of the comics they would in- enjoy the movie a lot more. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't seen it yet. I mean, I I want to, but I'm not sure if I will. <laughs> it's just I probably will. So, it's up to you. Like, there's so many other good movies that you could see. Like, I'm looking forward to War Dogs. That looks great. What's that one with Daniel Radcliffe? I saw the preview for where he's like a dead body. Uh, Swiss Army Man. I'm looking forward to seeing that when it comes out on TV. Yeah, I, I didn't get to see that. That looks that good. looked good. Um, I really want to see uh, Don't Think Twice, the Mike Birbiglia's movie, but it's not playing around here. Oh yeah, I heard about that. It's not like, playing around here either. It was like a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. I was like, oh my god, and I loved, I loved Sleepwalk with me, so and I love everyone in it, so I'm kind of excited for that. Uh, I see what's happening. Yeah, and then Sausage Party, that looks like a surprise movie. I agree. I think that, cause I, I love Seth Rogen, I love Seth Rogen's movies overall, I really, just really enjoy them. I think he's great. Canada. Yeah, I know. He's, uh, and Evan Goldberg, they're from what, Vancouver? Mm hmm. Or no, um, I think one of them's from Vancouver, one of them's from Ontario, I'm not yeah, sure. They're just, Oh my god! Like he's a funny, he's a great actor, and then a great, great writer. Like, and we have two great um, Ryan's also from Canada, Ryan Gosling and Reynolds. Yeah, Reynolds, I used to not really care for until Deadpool. Well, I never disliked him because I liked Van Wilder, but he fucking blew my mind in Deadpool. He was perfect. Mm. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And also Gosling. Here's something interesting. Um, I um. I have a good friend who works at Starbucks. He's the cousin of Ryan Gosling. Oh, shit. And, and, and he says to me that Ryan Gosling's quite a dick. Is, they, is he also gorgeous? Well, probably, yeah. yeah but I've heard he's a dick, yeah, so this is not a surprise. He doesn't so. seem like, like... You can't be that like well-known and love for your, your looks and then be nice. 
Yeah. And and you wouldn't want him to be because it would ruin it. Like, good. You're an asshole. I hate you now. No, no, but but if he's if he's nice, then like guys in the world would have no chance anymore. I know. We'd all have to just call it quits. So thank you, Goslin, for yeah. being an asshole. Yeah, thank you, Goslin. If you're listening to this, uh, you're welcome on my show anytime to uh, <laughs> yeah. show off your skills of assholery. Yeah, just come over and prove us wrong, Ryan Goslin. Don't. Awesome. Don't prove us wrong. It's much more entertaining when people are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Um, well, thank you for doing this. I got to, actually, I got to book off. So, uh, where could people no, yeah, uh, find good. you online? Uh, yeah, they can, uh, find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Get Real Movies. So, Get Real, uh, G-E-T-R-E-E-L-M-O-V-I-E-S. So, real as a film reel. Kind of punny, but, uh, I'll go with it. And then uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all those uh, good sites. And you can find the blog at www.getrealmovies.com. So, yeah, definitely uh, check us out. And thank you, uh, thank you, Chris, for having uh, having me on finally. Yeah, it's great fin- to talk. We finally, finally did it. Um, so, yeah. Now we're going to have to slot you in on our show soon. For sure. Awesome, man. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye.